No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Osiris. Hey, this is Brendan from Umphreys McGee. This podcast is part of the Osiris podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts, connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and of course, lots of music. Osiris works in partnership with Relics Magazine. Osiris. Outside of you, press the new 
miracle button one now, press one now. The enemy is using an individual from your history to prevent you to your from your destiny. Press the miracle button one now. Press the miracle button one now. You cannot repeat the same mistake that has happened generation This is a call that writer just got. In every part of this relationship. Don't press the numerical button one now, dude. Let's let it play. Wow. What the fuck was that, Ryder? What have you been doing? You press the numerical button one, so we'll never know. Uh, I don't that know. That crazy. Right as we're getting ready that, to I, have, I get a lot of weird phone calls. People like, oh, you, thanks for staying at our hotel room and everything. But that is the weirdest phone call I've ever gotten. That was trippy. Yeah, it was. Wow, that was like real time. We didn't set that shit up. Nope. I, I was, my finger was poised over the record button. Well, and, and you, they didn't hear the first like thirty seconds of it. Wow, that was that was, that was scary and weird. Right on, welcome. Well, yeah. Hey now, no simple road family. Push the numerical button one now. Push Jesus, wow. Louise. I kind of want to know. I kind of want to know. There's no way I was. Going uh, yeah, to call it back, writer. Uh, no, don't. I'm kidding. I'll call I'm kidding. It back. Let's see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Don't no no don't 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 don't. It's a Vegas and it's a Vegas area code. Okay, let's see what happens, guys. Oh, you're ruining. That's the same. This is why you're frustrated. This is why gonna, this I can get this message whenever I want now. <laughs> wow, lucky you. <gasps> okay, that's enough. <laughs> okay, well, solve that mystery. Hi guys, how is everybody? Glad you're back. It's me and Mel and Apple and Ryder and we're out in the sunshine. Uh, and, and Darwin. It's, and Darwin. Yeah, can't forget Darwin. Yeah. He'll drink at some point during the episode and you'll hear it. This week is online ceramics. Yay! Yay! Woo! Online ceramics. Yeah. Elijah and Alex. Yay! So we, Melanie and I, actually went down to LA. Last weekend. Okay, that was last weekend. Time right? is weird. You guys, okay, here's the thing. I don't know if it's just me or as I get older or it's what. Both of those things. Okay. <laughs> but time is weird. Like, sometimes it's like, oh, it's been a month. I thought that was yesterday. And sometimes yeah. you're like, oh, I just lived to six years this week. And the week. weeks go by so fast now. It, I On Monday morning, I'm like, oh, it's Monday. And then I, I sleep once and it's Friday. And I'm like, wait, that just happened. Like, I remember thinking five minutes ago that oh god it's gonna be like six or seven months until june 30th yeah. right and and now it's like eight weeks away i is it only eight weeks yeah it's eight weeks away man that's gonna be fun you guys yes. so yes. yeah if um here's the deal i guess we'll we'll get into it uh if you guys are that are listening are going to be at the Eugene Dead and Company shows, what we're doing is we're having a little contest. So I know everybody out there has at least one story that they tell all their friends when they're talking about tripping, their, you know, whatever, your first concert experience or that one time that you ate acid and you tripped out and you were at the Grand Canyon or whatever your story is so what we want you guys to do is call into the voicemail number 
974 uh 971-808-1524 sorry the voicemail 971-808-1524 call into that number and tell us your story man and look we're gonna the four of us are gonna vote and whoever has the best story it will interview you in the lot at Eugene. Not really best story, but well, whichever story. one we pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess there's real no real criteria other we than pick the worst story. Yeah, <laughs> cite your sources. Yeah, uh, MLA format. Story. Yeah, we're at MLA format. We're gonna need a full bibliography. Um, <laughs> anyway, cite your sources. Cite your yeah. sources. <laughs> sort your slices. Yeah, sort your slices. Yeah, definitely funny. sort yeah. your slices. Um, we'll be checking. Anyway. So what I'm not so eloquently trying to say right now is send in your psychedelic stories, adventures, or whatever to 971-808-1524 or nosimpleroad at gmail.com. Or non-psychedelic concert stories. Yeah. Either way. Or whatever or, kind yeah, of story. story. Any yeah. kind of story. Like, tell us a really cool story and we'll decide which one that we pick. Like, yeah. even if it's the worst one out of everything, but if we all agree, then we'll pick that one. Yep. And so we will be in the lot at Eugene and we'll be announcing where we're going to be and all that. And I, you know, the day of the show, you know, check Instagram and we'll tell you where we are and where we're going to be. And you can come by and we will interview you. So if you want to be on No Simple Road with all of us and be on the virtual porch and hang out, then um, that's how you do it. And also, uh, let's see. Follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. Follow us on Facebook at No Simple Road. Head over to nosimpleroad.com and we have our store there where you can get stickers and there's still some small shirts left. And uh, that's where you can find like all the past episodes and the newest episodes are up there. Um, we yeah. didn't really make the contest clear though. It's yeah, send in, send in your What's stories. They're, they're going to be on the show. Oh. I did make it clear. You weren't paying attention. I, I, wasn't, it was. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, <laughs> yeah, by the way, and even if you're not going to be at Eugene. Well, speaking of not paying attention. Oh, sorry. Sorry, never mind. I was just saying not paying attention. We were all distracted by the woodpecker that landed on the tree over right? there. That's what I, really was, that's what I, I, was I know. I'm like at. trying to talk and I see all of them like looking off just past it's to the a, right of me. Like, what the fuck? Is there a bug on my shoulder or something? Uh, we just saw Woody Woodpecker and that's why I wasn't paying attention. Sorry, baby. So, if you see a woodpecker, take a picture of it and hashtag it with No Simple Road and put that up on, on Instagram. We'll be thoroughly amused. And all that stuff, anytime you guys do a post and you hashtag No Simple Road, it goes on our website. There's like a the family tab and under that tab all the like 20 latest Instagram posts go up there. And so it's a cool way for us to like get to see each other and get to meet and see who's out there doing the No Simple Road thing. So that's a cool way to get involved and um Another way you can get involved too is patreon.com. Guys, you guys by now know what Patreon is. Patreon is the way that this No Simple Road family cares for itself and helps the show stay on the air and helps us do what we need to do. And we have had some really beautiful people sign up on Patreon. And you Chan donators out there know who you are. And this past week, we had a new Patreon subscriber. And his name is Chandopolis Nader. And I'll be honest, at first, I was like, oh, look, cool, Greek guy signed up. None of us got it. And then I, I, I and, it. and then I Mel said, Chando Nader, Chandopolis Nader, get it? That's funny. That's very funny. Thanks. I love Chando Nader. 
So yeah, thanks, Chris, man. That was really cool of you. And you guys, that's really how we do what we do and keep it going. And it's all because of you guys. So, you know, head on over to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. You can give as little or as much as you want. There's different tiers that you can subscribe to. And I promise, guys, we're working on doing more stuff during the week that we're going to post up there as Patreon only content so that there's more benefit for you in that. And yeah, we're working on that stuff. And, you know, the feedback that we've been getting too is amazing. Um, This week, we got a really cool email that Mel's going to read to you guys. Uh, This week is from Kelsey. And Kelsey... You had a really cute donation, right. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I just wanted to shout you out and say thank you so much. So I'm going to um, read your letter because I really think that um, everybody should hear it. Here it is. I've been meaning and waiting and trying to write this message to you guys for a month. I binged my way through all 40 episodes, and just this morning on my way to work, I caught up. Finally, from my own little porch in the farmlands of Tennessee, I get to say hi. 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 I found the Grateful Dead at a time in my life when I desperately needed a song to sing, something to hold on to, a way to believe that things couldn't possibly stay so hard forever. The specifics of that time don't really matter. I tried typing it all up just now and got bored and nauseated with my own (laughs) melodrama. So I deleted the whole long, sad sob story, which, Kelsey, I don't know how many times I've done that. Um, You don't need to hear all that shit. (laughs) What led me to them isn't what's important. What's important is that I found them there, waiting for me all along, until I was ready to hear the music and to bring its love and truth deep inside where I needed it most. Almost a year later, I'm home, full of hope and a light I never imagined I could have have in me. I found your podcast much in the way I found the dead. I know that at this point, y'all have grown and gained attention and followers and traction in this relatively new podcast medium, and it's not super likely that you'll see this and read it, much less respond to it, but I hope that you do anyway. I hope you do because I've been bursting to tell you all how much I enjoy and appreciate what you're putting into the world. I can't explain how comforting and fun it's been to listen to all your stories, all of you, but maybe especially Melanie, because you are the mother figure, the feminine energy I connect with most. You're fucking awesome lady well Kelsey I don't feel very awesome right this second I'm gonna be honest with everybody I'm kind of PMSing right now Um, (laughs) but this letter is really seriously making me feel so much better really truly a whole life thanks Kelsey (laughs) a whole life I've been the perfect little girl my whole life I've been the perfect little girl and the perfect little citizen because of the anxiety I've struggled with since I was a child I've felt such immense pressure to make everyone happy ditto not about the anxiety but that pressure I've struggled with since I was a child I felt so okay sorry back to that to be the person I thought I was supposed to be to make everyone proud it was like I was waiting for permission to just fucking let it all go and do what I want I won't say that this podcast alone spurred that change in me but it's definitely been a part of the process it's made me a little braver I think I still have anxiety like a motherfucker (laughs) and I still struggle with my compulsive need to please the people I love but I'm settling into myself more and more all the time today i feel more at peace and comfortable in my own skin than i ever have before that's a huge statement right there too 
I know I've been very vague and used a lot of flowery language in this email. I'm sorry if it's obnoxious overkill. It's really not. No. <laughs> That's kind of who I am. But this is also who I am in clearer words. I am 23. I'm a proud Southerner and a proud liberal and a free spirit. Because of these things, by the way, I really loved and resonated with episode 13 and Tom, a fellow Tennessean and babyhead. I've also loved the interview you did with MC Taylor. His Golden Messenger is phenomenal, and I'm always so excited to hear voices from the South that show who we really are. We're not the barefoot, toothless, racist, hateful stereotype that's out there on such prominent display. I mean, yeah, some of us are, but they're dying out like the dinosaurs, and a new progressive loving South is springing up in that old dead one's wake. For real, hearing these voices and perspectives on No Simple Road, my own voice and perspective is like my own voice and perspective. I have loved each and every episode, but I felt a real kinship with both of those guests based off my own background. I'm a Bonnaroo local. If you ever decide to come that to that particular festival, you'll be about 10 minutes away from my house. I do customer service work by day and freelance editorial work by night. I write and I've had a few things published. I'm an absolute sports fanatic and I've been with the love of my life since we were 13 years old. Bob Dylan is my God and I'm a deadhead and I'm happy to be part of this community. I'm so happy I found your podcast and your family. Thank you again so incredibly much for doing what you do. I'm not able to do much because things are tight, but I'm about to send a little something through PayPal. I hope you all find it cute. Love and light to you all from my own little porch, Kelsey. Wow. That's awesome. There's really nothing to add after that. Like, seriously. So she sent in some cash through through the PayPal and just as a one-time thing. And man, you know, you guys that sign up for Patreon, that's awesome. And getting those gifts through the PayPal, it's like Christmas. That's what I said in my letter to her. It totally feels like that. Like I open up my email before I go to work in the morning and I'm like, holy shit. And it's just cool to know that like we're supporting each other and that this thing is like self-sustaining and under its own momentum. And I don't know, man, I've been tripping out lately, like on not in a bad way, but just in general about the way that it feels having this thing grow it's a trip the way that it's it's changed the house and it's changed the way that we all do like our day to day and it just you can feel it you could it change it it's a part of everything now yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's on our minds all the time like we'll get together in the evenings and and sit down and like actually have a like a meeting about the show where before we were all just like hanging out listening to music and that's fine that's i mean we still that's how the show started yeah and that's we still do that stuff and it but it, it's all happened like naturally and it's changed everything so much i was telling mel the other night like i can feel it in the energy in the house the i don't even know how to really articulate it just the the momentum of what's happening through the show yeah it has it has weight and it's really beautiful guys and it's because of all of you all you guys that are out there listening right now like are a presence yeah you, we feel you here in the house and like when i've said this before like when we say hey now no simple road family like 
I'm talking to you, you that are out there like driving your car, you that are sitting there at work with your headphones on, you that are on your back porch smoking a joint right now listening to this, like you're the one that I'm I'm talking to, you guys. And it's when when we're doing these interviews, I really do feel like you guys are here with us. It's a trip. And it's changed everything for us and and you know, Kelsey brought something up in that letter that she was like, you know, I know your show is growing and you probably won't have time to answer this. But yeah. I don't care if there's 100,000 people a month listening to this show. Like, that's something that I want to always do is be able to be part of that because that's why we do this, right? Like, Well, I mean, that's not why we started, but it definitely feels so good now that now when we get together we get to read these incredible letters and although Kelsey didn't give us like the props for you know making her braver she said it maybe just a little bit and if we can do that in someone's life even just a little bit give them courage or a little bit give them like love I say them I mean you guys but like if just us talking and putting out our love into the air is making a difference or making you smile or making your traffic, you know, more bearable, that's that is what it's about. Yeah. Like, now, like Helen from Zazcorp said, she looks forward to hearing the show on her drive to work on Monday. And yeah. that's cool, man. Like knowing that I get to be riding to work with you and we're hanging out and that's that's really cool and and like you know the stuff like we're doing in Eugene I really do want you guys to come by and and, yeah. and meet us and so that we can continue to build this thing and see your faces and and give you a hug and like interact on a personal level and you, so there's things that we have in the works right now that are coming up. I can't really, I can't say more at this point, but like, just know that we're working on making things bigger and, and better and having more chances to interact with you guys and, and be out there more and, you know, maybe doing some live podcasting and bringing the porch to you guys a little bit more is kind of the thought behind it. So you said you weren't going to say anything. That's the point. That's, I didn't say where or what. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you know me, I can't keep a secret, but I'm not saying more than that because you never know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, online ceramics, man. So Aaron and I went to LA last weekend because we stopped talking about it. Mm -hmm. And it was such an amazing time. Me, him and our son went to visit our daughter. And while we were there, we had an opportunity to catch up with Alex and Elijah. They both um, freed some time in their schedule to have us come visit and see their studio. And they gave us um, some swag and they were really gracious very gracious very gracious with their time and their energy and their their place that they're creating really fucking cool stuff mm -hmm. and honestly when i drew when we flew home that um <laughs> when we flew home that day on sunday and i had my online ceramic sweatshirt on like it just felt so good it felt like literally like the the fabric felt amazing, but it, that whole trip and just connecting with them. So it made me really happy to be um, putting this show out this week because we got to connect with people that we wouldn't have normally in mm -hmm. real life. Yeah. Yeah. And just going down there, I mean, you'll hear the interview of us talking to them, but like us going down there and getting to meet them in person was it added another dimension to to the interview and the whole thing that just wasn't 
I don't know, just wasn't part of the vibe before. And I, meeting somebody face to face, it just makes it so much different. And like you said, they were super gracious and cool. And it was really fun getting to meet them. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to them coming up here for the yeah, gorge and, 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 and we're and, meeting them at eugene and too. no they're coming they're gonna come stay oh they, yeah they're coming yeah, to stay with yeah, us yeah they said I, they were gonna me come and Ryder look really forward to meeting them because oh, cool. we were so glad you guys got to yeah, yeah it's so yeah, yeah guys we'll we'll, we'll get to the interview here in a second like i said you know go to the website um check us out on instagram um Go by the website and hit the family tab, and that's where you can sign up for the newsletter and you find out about stuff about the show. Uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And then one last thing before we go um, if you want to win a signed Rift LP signed by Tom Marshall or a $100 Amazon gift card, Osiris, the network that we're on, is doing a, uh, a survey to find out more about the listeners and how we can make the network better. So I will put the address to that survey in the show notes, and it'll also be up on our website. And if you guys head over there, you are entered into a drawing to win either that Rift LP um, or the $100 Amazon gift card. And, uh, you know, I'd really like to see them get completely just blasted and flooded by No Simple Road submission so one of the first questions that they ask on the survey i looked over i looked it over last night was uh which podcast on the osiris network do you listen to and which one do you listen to consistently and so yeah guys do me a favor go click that link in the show notes or go to the website and click the link and just flood them with submissions so they you know that no simple road is a badass. That'd be awesome. That, that would be, be awesome. that would be really cool. Guys. Thanks in advance, you guys. Yeah, at least somebody's gonna do it out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thanks, you, whoever just did that. <laughs> you, that one dude. Oh, you, and, and that that, that one lady. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. You're super cool. Anyway, so yeah, that's all the business stuff and the personal stuff and the birds are chirping and There's Melanie's mom's coming around. into town and woodpeckers yeah, are here Cinco de Mayo. and it's Cinco de Mayo and next weekend's Melanie's Mother's Day and here. yeah, next weekend I, and Mel's sister's here. Yeah, I, that's three times now. And, <laughs> and my sister's here. And remember and to Mel's drink water here. Drink lots of water. Wait. Yeah, drink lots of water. Yes, you're yeah. correct. Yeah, okay. hydration's good. Hydration yeah. is important. It's summertime. Wear sunscreen if yeah. you need it. You know, guys, remember, safety first. Safety yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Wear a Always helmet when all... you're riding your bike. Exactly. Safety so, glasses. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we give you online ceramics. Why would I call you in the morning? I live with you. I don't need to call you. It went along with the take two. They're small. Oh, they're very large. Hey, just deal with it, man. It's just a ringy sound. It just scared me. Slow piggy went to market. Yeah, rub rub his belly. That'll make him feel better. Don't touch my belly. Don't touch my belly. Don't touch his belly. He'll get angry. Okay. Touch his ears. I think that's better. Is that better? Yeah. Let's Hello. everybody say, hey. There we go. Hello. Yeah. Hey. What's up, guys? Hey, how are you? We're what's, doing great. What's that, Apple? Huh? I said we should do introduce ourselves so what? they know who they're talking to. We should, yeah. <laughs> this is Aaron, guys. How you doing? Good, how are you? Hey. Good. And here's Mel. Um, Yeah, I'm Mel, guys. Um, Aaron's wife and trusty sidekick. 
<laughs> and then Hi. I'm Apple, which I'm also I'm Aaron's friend since childhood. Uh, I'm Ryder. I'm the nephew. I kind of just hang out and lurk. <laughs> and he is Aaron's nephew. So we're one big family kind of here. Cool. Yeah, man. And we're just hanging out, you guys. Thanks for coming on. We're super honored to have you with us. Yeah, thank you for hitting us up. Yeah, man. So in looking at your guys' Instagram feed and, and you know, doing what we do, like the research side of this and all that, like... I'm curious about you guys as far as how you two met. Um, you want to start that one, Alex? Yeah, like, we met in college, like, at art school um, in Ohio. Yeah, we were in the same dorm building. Okay. Right on. So, yeah, we just kind of met through, like, just kind of being around the building and I think just kind of... He, Alex used to come into my room to meet up with my roommates who I didn't care for. And then we ended up <laughs> just kind of hanging. Like we met over like music and stuff, like listening to records in my room and like some books that I had. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, pretty much. Then we just had classes together and stuff after that and hung out all the time through college. So what are those books that kind of bonded you in the music? It was like experimental music. I had like a, a book of collages, actually. I don't know if you even remember this. I yeah I remember like in college there was like I remember me and Elijah both have talked about this before about like we both went to art school and like we had this like idea of what art school was gonna be and it was gonna be like all these kids that were like into experimental music and like into like everything that we were into and then I got there and like there's like all my roommates played World of Warcraft and like ran into like all this shit that like I was just like damn yeah. like, these kids are so lame <laughs> and then but then, like, and then which is cool I mean World of Warcraft cool. is cool, cool. But, but like I'm just like saying like we were 18 I was like I was like damn like I thought I was gonna like meet other kids that were like into like 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 art. Like, like real, like I, I was like really into art and like really, really into like experimental music and like all this shit. And Elijah was like the first person I met at college. That I was like, oh, like, damn, you like know who Wolf Eyes is and you know who like all these like Midwest experimental noise musicians are. And so we bonded over like that kind of shit because um, we were like, oh, cool. You know who that is. Like, oh, then you're like, we immediately knew like we were like cool, you know? Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, because I had like a, yeah. I was like really like, not anymore, but I was really into like record collecting. And I think like that's kind of how it started is I had like a huge like pile of records in my dorm room basically. And like Alex just kind of invited himself in and started like flipping through them. And we we're like, wow. oh yeah, yeah, this, that, this, that. And it was like, because like I had the same thing where I was like, oh, I'm going to like go to college. I'm going to get like a sick girlfriend and like, I'm going to live this artist life. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, I'm still a freak. Like, shit. So, yeah, we Dude. were like the freaks, kind of. It was yeah, cool. We imagine, imagine that shit at 46 years, 43 years old. Like, I finally like, figured out what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go to art school. And I'm going to yeah. find out all this bitch and shit. And I'm going to, you know hone my craft and do all this and I get there and the same fucking thing like everybody's <laughs> playing video games and looking at their phone and I was like what the fuck I'm still trying to fucking figure it out damn it yeah like, yeah yeah so so guys you might not have met the perfect girl but you clearly have met each other which be have um seems like to be the perfect partnership so how did you guys like spark that thing so you guys become friends with the music and all that how does the uh the business and the ideas start to like form from just something 
cool we have in common to let's do this shit together? Um, well, basically, we were just like, we like, we've told this story a few times that we separated for a couple years and went and did our own things. And then I came to visit Alex and we both in LA, in LA and we both had turned into like ravenous deadheads in the meantime. <laughs> and that was just like, let's just make lot shirts. We got kind of sick of like what other people, there was nothing really that cool going on with the lot shirts. It was like, just like a, you know, like a Buffalo Bills logo and a steely or something, which is cool. And there's a place <laughs> for it, but it isn't what we wanted, you know? Yeah. I feel like a big part of like the, the reason me and Elijah were attracted to like Grateful Dead and like everything is like, we're like both artists and like visual artists. And like, there's such a rich history of like, like original like graphics from the eighties from the lot scene. And like, that was like such a dope part of like the culture that I feel like me and Elijah latched to. And like, Fuck yeah. and the thing is, is like, like, yeah, like con- as far as like contemporary lot shirts go or just contemporary grateful dead designs, like liquid blue shit. Like it just like, wasn't ever like, we were never rock that shit. We were like always looking on eBay for like yeah. the most gnarly fucked up, like petty graphics that like look like total garbage like that was like what we were like into and like we were like damn like we should like we should like in the spirit of this like make our version of this stuff so we can go on dead company tour. we were like really broke at the time and like we were like let's like fund a little like tour by like making some shirts and like that was how it basically started we like yeah, we, we, we really wanted to go on we did a five yeah like five days of the 2000 16 summer tour i think you know you brought up coming together through you know you hadn't seen each other for a while and then when he came to visit you know you guys were both into the dead how did that happen for 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 each one of you guys like that's not i i don't know that's not normal nowadays like you don't hear 20 20 year old dudes very often finding that and coming together two guys you know yeah um well, I think a lot of it stems from like that kind of like this appreciation of music and things that are like a little bit deeper. Like I was like, I grew up around the dead. Like my house was full of it. My stepdad had like hundreds of CDs and like toured with the dead and I hated it because I was like a punk kid, you know? And I, I remember I stole like this JGB shirt at one point and it's still to this day is like my favorite shirt, but I lost it, but I stole it from him. Sorry. Sorry, Steve. Um, but I took this shirt and it always kind of stuck with me. And then I started like kind of like fucking with like the concept of like mixing this punk and dead stuff. And I got really into like psychedelic hardcore and I, I was in bands and I would put like steelies on our drum kits and like wear that because it like really bothered people. It bothered like punks a lot. And that's yeah. like, I was, why does this bother them so much? And then basically like through that, I got into the music and it was like kind of like this all encompassing thing of like of like noise music and of punk music and of DIY and of like beautiful, like spiritual, all these different things kind of coalesce into the dead. And it also like feeds into this music nerd aspect that I was into of like record collecting. Like now it's like, what shows can I get? What year do I like? What all of this like factual stuff in this whole world, I think is what made me latch onto it was like, it's so deep. Like you can go so deep into one band. And I think that's what kind of started. It was almost like this, like, anti-cool like i'm gonna like i feel like alex and i always have been like 
kind of like the, we used to like smell really bad and stuff. We've always kind of wanted to like be these like guys in the corner that are kind of like the nags. And I think that's yeah. what drew me to it at first was like, it wasn't, it was so not at the time, like the dead was not when I got into it. And I think wow. the same for you. Like, well, like, yeah, well, it was, I, I grew up, um, in high school, like all my friends were really into the grateful dead, but I was like really into like, like I was talking about earlier, like punk and like, mostly like noise music, like really kind of abrasive, like gnarly, like intense, unlistenable music. And like, uh, I, I feel like I did that. Like uh, it was like part of that was like, I was really into it, but also like, I was like really rebelling against a lot of my friends and like all this, like, like all my friends were like into like the Grateful Dead and like Jimi Hendrix and bluegrass music and shit. And, um, when I moved to go to college, like I got deeper into the noise shit. And then after college, like I moved, I was kind of jumping all around the country. Like I worked for AmeriCorps. I did all this, like, I was kind of like, just like traveling for a while. And in that time I reacquainted with the dead and it like was really nostalgic. Like it reminded me of like high school and being with my old friends. And like, I really missed that. So like, I kind of found this like refuge in the, in, in the dead and, and Jerry and it kind of just like it kind of kept me through some like hard times, like when I was like out by myself, like or just like you know, like I had I, I I like had not very much money for a long time, and like was just like living on my friends' couches or shit, and like looking for jobs, and like it was just like kind of a rough. It was like it was a beautiful time, but it was also like a hard time. And uh, yeah, and all of through that, like you know, like everybody, like I feel like the Grateful Dead, like gets people through like rough times i feel like and that's like why people you know it just it got me through like it wasn't like a horrible time but it was just like you know it was like i was figuring my shit out and at the end of the day like when i didn't have anybody to talk to about like what i was going through i just like i'd put on the grateful dead and it would like calm me down and it would it would make me feel better about things you know and that was like you know right around the time when elijah came to visit I was kind of peaking and that was right when fair the well was start was getting announced and all this shit oh, and there shit. Was resurgence of the dead. And it was totally like, I did get into the dead cause like no one was really into it. Like that was a part of like, I feel like deep down, like there was this like rebellion against everyone. Like I was like, I'm going to listen to the grateful dead. Cause like everybody thinks this shit sucks. So like, or like at least all my friends did. Yeah, like we want everybody. Suck, I everybody, like I, I mean, in our like in our culture, like our like our That's punk so friends, our scene, like the dead was not cool. And like that was like I was kind of like you know like I'm gonna fuck with this shit. Like this is different. Like I like actually like like this shit. And like I don't know right? the deeper and deeper you go into it, the more like magical it gets. And like Elijah was talking about is like like uh, I feel like there's this like uh, there's this like this like ancient like concept of like going like into a spiritual practice, like going, like you can't like mix all your, all these different spiritual practices. Like, like you can't like, like if you're going to dig for water, like in a well, like you have to like go deep into one, like you have to dig deep into one space or like one well. And like, I feel like that's like the dead for us. Like we like blocked out every other kind of music. <laughs> Like we just, we just blocked out like every other kind of music and we're just like, we're just going to go deep Let's into the Grateful Dead. And like, like that's like all we listen to. That's all we talk about. And that's like really all we care about is like the Grateful Dead. I mean, we don't, we care about other things, but like as far as music goes, like we don't give a shit. I'm not, I don't think about any other yeah, kind of music. That's not true. I don't know. Not yeah, I guess. Same, but like, but 
I was also kind of always assumed with that because, like, when I showed up, we both like quit cigarettes and like vaping nicotine. So we were like this duo that's just like vaping all the time and like into the dead, and it's like very off-putting. And we thought it was funny. We we, we think things are funny too. You know, we get it. Yeah, like, I get it. Conscious. It sounds it sounds a lot like you guys are doing like or taking like shit and then tr- making it cool <laughs> and. It's a fucking rad thing to do what you guys are doing. Like, I really want to go back to what you said earlier. Like, you guys are like the stinky kids, like (laughs) in the corner that nobody would talk to. But you know what? I pay attention to those people that are like, you know, maybe they've got like weird skin problems or maybe like they're fucking greasy. And it's I like I always like those people are like so invisible that they pay attention to fucking everything geniuses yeah so they've got this amazing perspective of life that no one else gets to see because every everybody else is wrapped up in each other but the fucking guy on the side or the weird girl on the side they've got like this huge fucking you know vista and i just want to commend you guys for embracing that shit and turning well, weird shit into something fucking 160 dollar hoodie that's fucking outrageous <laughs> and rad i mean Dude, yeah like fuck yeah Thank you. Thank you. I mean, like, that's like, those are the data collectors. You know, those people are the ones that are like, they're in the watchtower. Like, they're learning when everyone else is worried about the bullshit, I guess. Like, yeah, no, you're 100%. Yeah, dude, I, I relate so much with what you guys are saying because I was into the punk scene in the 80s. And when I found the Grateful Dead, like you guys, it was the same back then. Like, Talking to you, I realized like the more things change, the more they fucking stay the same. Like back then, there the dead was huge back then, and it just wasn't fucking cool, man. Like you're gonna listen to that hippie shit, man. You're gonna listen to that country fucking music, whatever. And after going to that first show and, and what happened, and coming out of it like i was a pariah to my fucking friend yeah. nobody wanted to have any fucking thing to do with me i had to figure it out me me and him yeah. for the only time in our lives didn't talk for well not, not didn't talk but i didn't understand what happened to my friend i was still into that old music scene he's like dude the grateful dead and it took him two years to finally get me to a live show and then i was like oh, oh wow. fuck, my world just changed yeah so you're fucking lucky man like that's that's the universe at work again with like putting you guys together and making sure that you had a homie to to roll with to to figure this shit out because it's fucking when you wake up to that i hate to use that metaphor but whatever like when you get turned on to the dead and it there's a lot to it like you said that's a fucking rabbit hole yeah dude yeah i feel like the other thing like that, like where we've talked about before is like, we just got like insanely lucky with timing because like the dead was cool. basically for the first time, like two years ago. Yeah. So all of a sudden, just like, like that, and right when we started doing yeah. this, like the dead became cool. And like all these like people that are high up or like, are like, so like people that have like really kind of helped us out are like, like Will Welsh from GQ. He's a huge deadhead. Like that dude, right. he's the editor, he's the editor in chief of GQ and he's like a massive deadhead. And like now all these deadheads that are like, I feel like kind of like have kind of like a say in the fashion world or like are involved and stuff are like kind of coming out and kind of being like, yeah, dude, like the deadhead dead like, <laughs> the dead is amazing. Like, like our friend David Kordansky, who's like, like a gallerist in LA and he's like, just like super open now about how much he like loves. I mean, I, th- I think he was always open about that, but like, I don't know, like. There's just all these people that like 
are, that kind of popped up that are kind of like have been really influential in our growth. And like they're right. all just like rabid, also rabid deadheads. And it's kind of been like this support that thing is? that's kind of appeared. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it all became okay like, again. I feel like I feel like every you guys know just as much as we do. Like, like <laughs> it's like just all like I just people just realize that it's amazing. I think I think everybody just realized that like oh like this music's amazing. But like, I don't give a fuck. It's undeniably it's, like amazing. Like you can't not listen to like like the recordings and just like be completely like moved. Like I'm sorry. Like if you can't like listen to comes a time. Oh, like a, Europe 72 comes a time and if that doesn't move you you're like genetically broken like you're altered like, yeah yeah there's something no wrong with you yeah there's or like even, yeah like broke down palace or like uh, Stella like, Bloom so many like kind of, yeah, yeah do you like man. there's like it's like yeah no for sure it's like absolutely you know, I don't even think that's the question. I think we just babbled about we, the dead for like five minutes. It's fine. Yeah. It, that, this exactly is what we do, what man. We do. We, you guys, this is our bag. This is not GQ, okay? <laughs> this isn't yeah. like question response. This is like I, I we want to fucking talk because honestly, like in the middle of the podcast just now, Apple um, gave me that GQ um, uh, interview. interview that you guys were doing and talking about the whole stoner thing, like. Okay, so we have a, a teenager and we live in Portland, okay? And so we're dealing with all of the things in his, like, high school and being with teens about, like, drugs and um, marijuana, all this shit. And, and then we're doing this podcast on top of it. So <laughs> yeah. we are in a completely um, hard, conflicting time. And, you know, to be honest, I started smoking weed when I was 23. I wasn't a t- teenager. I wasn't doing that shit. I did it a little bit more consciously so yeah, i just want to know where you guys are at, just like period not like you don't got to tell me any deep personal shit but like where is your head at with that because i'm really interested in that you guys are young guys super fucking forward thinking where's your head with that oh uh, i might take that one it's actually really funny because i I'll also take that one yeah we'll both take this one because i think we have yeah, very go for go it. For it, man. we have very different drug experiences um my mom um, who was like my best friend. We're very open. We talk about Aww. everything we talk every day. Um, she's a drug counselor, drug and alcohol counselor. Um, and my stepdad growing up, who was also a deadhead, was in AA and NA and recovering addict, war frat. Um, so I never really smoked weed. I wasn't around it. It wasn't cool. My deadhead friend did all the time, who built his own didgeridoo in like middle school and shit. Um, <laughs> That's fucking cool. But so I actually didn't smoke weed until I was 19 and my roommate at the time who was the singer in my band I was in was like, here, man, just finally just rip a bong. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, let me do this. And then I actually had a copy of American Beauty. I was like, I'm going to listen to Dead while I'm stoned because this is what you're supposed to do. And I did. Awesome. And it helped <laughs> everything. That's good parenting right there. I like that. Room. But as far as like every day, do, do I think like some of the experiences in my life have been beneficial? Like. Yeah, but, like, I don't, I mean, I'll, I still, like, you know, I smoke weed every now and then, but, like, more so because people just kind of give it to us. I don't really go out, <laughs> I like to drink wine, but I don't really go out of my way to, like, seek after drugs and stuff, personally, or not, not that marijuana is a drug in my mind, but you know what I mean. I get, I get I what really, you're saying, yeah. totally, It's not yeah. a huge part of my life anymore. Yeah, Alex? I started smoking weed when I was, like, 12 years old. <laughs> And I yeah. smoked a lot of weed for a really long time. And I did, I like smoked weed up until like I was like 25, probably. I'm 28 now. And uh, 
I like basically just got too spun. Like I, cause I eat like a ton of psychedelics for the, I still eat psychedelics. Like I still eat LSD. Like I, I eat mushrooms, acid. I smoke DMT like often. Like I'm like very much into like psychedelic exploration and it's a big part of my yoga. i like, I consider it like a part of my yoga practice, but like, um, wow. yeah. I, I like pretty much like every dead show. I eat acid, like every dead and company show I go to, I eat a little bit of L like at the very least, but like, does it help um, you with your designs? What'd you say? Does it help you with or your design? Just influence them. I should say, of course. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like that, like, I, like, um, I mean, I, I, we could talk about psychedelics. I could talk about psychedelics for hours, but like, I feel like that they've like, I like, I don't know. Like it's a, it's a trippy subject, but like, I feel like, like, I want you to feel comfortable to say whatever you want to say, but yeah, yeah. No, no. Like, I feel like, no, I feel like basically like a lot of the psychedelic usage has like been like really influential, obviously like in and like my like what I bring to the table to online ceramics, like like the the as like I don't know, like it's led me to um like basically like I I don't know, I do yoga every morning, like for two hours I do this like pro- it's called Ashtanga and I have like an incredible teacher in LA and I like that's a part of my sadhana. I like I've done like yoga teacher training, like I've read like the yoga sutras, like I'm me and my girlfriend are like really deep into like our spiritual sadhana and like that that is like obviously i feel like pretty like so like one thing is i think like online ceramics like promotes these like really positive like optimistic like really important like values of like of like ways to like i don't know like we i feel like we we try to preach this like this positive attitude you know and we try to like bring not only with like the Grateful Dead, like, like mythology, but like we bring in like our aspect, which is this like live your light kind of thing. And like that's something that like I feel like we're both like actively doing. And like I specifically like I like every morning, like every day, like I'm I'm like actively practicing spiritually. So it's not like we're just like saying J Ma or like like you know, like just because like we're like actually like I mean I'm I'm practicing spiritually like like doing my best to like to actually try to be the best i can like every day and psychedelics like were that gateway like for me like like the first time i ever did lsd i was like like ram Dass talks about like oh i've been had like everything that i ever thought was like was like was like whatever you know like you like were like oh like shit like there's way more going on here and then that was the first time i feel like i experienced like christ darshan where like i was like I felt like universal love, like encompass my whole being. And I realized like, Oh, like this is, this is really special. Like life being in a body, like this is really, this is a really important time to like, to really take advantage of like what tools we have. And like one of my tools is like, I have like a visual language that I can share with people. And like, I feel like online ceramics is a part of my, like is really kind of a part of my sadhana and is a part of my practice to like, share these things with the world and to influence people to like go out and try kirtan or try mantra or try, you know, maybe ever like go to a yoga class and like maybe open up to like these spiritual practices that can lead you to like becoming like a little bit of a, like a more conscious and aware person or like, yeah. yeah. But also like, I mean, I kind of do like a lot of the actual like illustrations for the shirts and right. all, all influenced by that world. Like, 
I don't like do psychedelics and then like try to think of visions for the shirts. I'm usually like pounding coffee at like seven in the morning. Like yeah. manic yeah, state yeah. is usually where those kind of really psycho designs come from is like over caffeination and like nicotine probably. Yeah. <laughs> right. On. You know, it's funny. It's funny. You talk about psychedelics and, and the thing that came to mind when you guys started describing yourselves, you guys are like the punk rock grateful dead version of the odd couple in a, in a lot of ways. Like you in know, some ways. It, it's yeah. And, and, for those of us that are on the other side of it, like seeing your stuff and that have had similar experiences, those psychedelic journeys that you take and the energy that you're building in yourself through your sadhana and through your practice is infused in the design and sent out into the world to do whatever job that you've given it to do. And those of us that are out here that are conscious and, and can see that other side of stuff can feel it when we look at those designs and can pick up on it. I just from going through your, your Instagram feed for me personally, I felt like I knew a part of you guys that, that you, it's almost like hidden in plain sight kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like like a secret part of yourself that you lay out there that not everybody can see and it's infused in those designs and it's it comes through. And I think for for you, Elijah, like, you know, you you said you don't do psychedelics and stuff, but half of you does. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying by that? Like, yeah, the other half of the partnership is there. Well, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of what online ceramics is, and we've tried to be very true to that as we become like a quote unquote brand is online ceramics is our friendship, you know, and Aww. it's our it's beautiful. It's our communication. That's really cool, you guys. Yeah. And I mean, like I have, I mean, like, yeah, I've definitely done stuff in the past. I've done psychedelics. I've actually never done acid. But I've done mushrooms. Right. But it's not necessarily in my mind what is informing everything, but what is informing it is like. This whether it's actually said out loud or it's just like kind of psychically communicated between the two of us through like ten years of being really really great friends is like we've really tried to maintain this thing where it's like we're not a brand we are friends like we're not staging shit like this is what we truly believe in you know and this is what we want to say and this is our friendship and it and how shows. we talk to each other yeah thank you I think that's really wonderful to hear actually yeah I mean we made this. Is like we did this shit for like the real heads. Like this is like the shit's like for the, and, and it's just dope that like people that maybe weren't ever into this shit are finding out about us and we're getting them into it. You know that's just been like so that's been like so dope to like bonus. see and like we recently got like some like DMs that were like so fucking amazing where like someone like I have like I designed the website and I added a couple links on our website about like like how um like small organic farms in America are basically dying and like Aww. we need to like do shit about that. And like my, yeah. my girlfriend works for this amazing company called local harvest. And I have it, like I have the link just like directly on our website, like just in plain sight, like right next to like everything else. And just, just as big as like this link for local harvest. And then right under that is like my favorite yoga studio in LA. And like people, 
people like have been DMing us, like being like, dude, I went to Monday Night Kirtan and it was amazing. And then like some other person was like, like I started like I got I'm recently unemployed and now like I'm I'm like in my meantime like in my off time I've been uh gardening at like a local like through the link that we posted so yeah like they found a farm through the link that we posted that they're like volunteering at which is like like we've been like just so pumped to hear that like people are like finding out about like this stuff through us it's just like we couldn't ever i don't know it's it's really so sick it's It's so like amazing it's like and like not to go back to my mom but like i said we are tight like she's recently had like a couple students i guess that were like super inspired just even visually by what we're doing or the story of it because we're from small town ohio so i think it's like that is what really like kind of gets us off you know is like these really beautiful sweet moments of people just actually actually appreciating what we're saying not just what it looks like and that's super special isn't it a trip to to realize that isn't it a trip to realize that you you guys have like you started this thing and then you realize that you have a fucking a voice and a platform to actually affect change out in the world. And the energy of what you're doing is like rippling out and grabbing people and pulling them and just, just all by itself. Like it's doing it on its own after you put it out there. Isn't that crazy? It's it's mind blowing. Like we don't, I don't think we think, I'm not going to say we don't think highly of ourselves, but we definitely respect ourselves, but I don't think we see ourselves as like important. So it's really fucking cool and amazing and special that that's what's happening. Like, it's so much bigger than us. And that's like sick. It's sick. It's really sick. Yeah, it's magic. I feel like if you would ask, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, we now that we see that that's like happening and people are being like kind of attracted to what we're doing, like, we're really like we were saying, like, we're trying to like spread, which we're, we're, it's like a kind of like a responsibility in our opinion to like to be like to be examples you know and like other things like in the fashion world and stuff it's like so it's a lot of like toxic like waste created and a lot of like yeah there's just like like it's like an industry like people don't need more t-shirts basically like no one needs another (laughs) say that no no (laughs) one actually at the end of the day i know what you mean alex at the end of the day and like it's just like we are trying to like basically promote things that like like we like we only hire our friends. Like we keep it in the family. Like we, we try to like basically like run our business as consciously as possible. Like we, we helped a kid graduate yeah. high school. My like, little buddy, like, Nikki. Yeah. That's bad. He flew out. So like we, as like, as a company, we want to do so much more. Like kind of what you guys were saying where it's like these ripple effects. Like if we can do that at the end of the day, if like we had like a two or three year trip of like, trying to be better people and better the world around us then that is so fucking cool i think that you're literally in the act of doing it right now like right now you guys are i'm blown away and i feel like super emotional because it's rainy here and (laughs) (laughs) there's all like i'm just i love what you guys are doing and Alex, you know, um, I don't talk about it a lot on the show, but like I've, you know, I'm yoga is very close to my heart. I practice yoga in almost everything that I do. And um, I know what kind of consciousness that brings up. And then when you couple them with cannabis or psychedelics, it enhances those experiences when you're in your pranayama or meditation practice. So 
I can only imagine what that type of consciousness um, infuses in your creative reality. And you guys are just like, I, I think you're very important people, not necessarily like, um, I, I don't know. I just like, if I was your mom, I would think you're important. I don't even know you. And I think you guys are important. Thank you, Thank you so much. And very sweet. And they're doing it at an important time, man. Right yeah. now, this world we live in, what you guys are doing is very, it's very needed. Teaching and people to be nice to each other. That's kindness. fucking rad. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's all we need. Like, not all we need, but like, if that was base yes, level, what is. was going down in the world? Like, if kind, like, like our first shirt was my religion is kindness, you know, like, yeah, know, if that I is loved. base level. Dude, yeah, it's like, at the end of the day, like, the most crazy thing to think about like we don't have to have like jobs like all we really have to do is like take care of mother earth like we just need to tend to the land and like we could be like if we were like if everyone like obviously this is like my ideal like hippie like coming out but like really at the end of the day like straight up like everything is perfect like we could just stop like our we could stop today like go into the woods and just like start tending to the land and like Yep. reclaiming the soil and like live together in harmony like and that and it's like done like we're done like yeah it's, like it's over like that's all we have to do <laughs> like we don't have to like ever drive a car again we don't have to like ever do like we all we have to do is just go out and like tend to the land and that's it yeah and that's like something that like is also i think kind of sneaking into like in the way that alex has his practice like it's something i don't talk about often but like i've been vegan for 13 years and that's like kind of like one of my practices, you know, and I truly believe that if everyone just yeah. ate and was conscious of the kindness of what they're ingesting, then the world too, not only like food resource wise, but like mentally and ag aggression, like there's a lot of aggression yeah. in, in the food industry. And I think if we got rid of that aggression and that kind of mindset that we are important, that we could really change a lot so that's kind of sneaking into some of our language too is like this pro food pro land pro animal pro earth kind of thing that is super important right now ahimsa. you know i had a, first, i had a thought oh go ahead the first limb of the of the of the i have non-violence basically just like mm -hmm. yeah what gandhi practices the first limb of the eight limbs of yoga is ahimsa but go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, ahead. <laughs> that's basically being vegan is be is uh, practicing ahimsa. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time, thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, and you know what? Something else, too, is like, it may seem unimportant on the outside, but doing what we're doing right now, having conversation and talking together and f and coming together this way is healing to the rest of the world because at some point this is going to go out and other people are going to hear it it's going to the vibrations are going to come out of their speakers and go into their ears and create change inside 
their minds and in their brains and which in turn comes out of their bodies yeah and out of their mouth and and it's this huge circle that's happening and so nothing is small and nothing is unimportant as as we do our work and do our thing i think the key to all of it is finding who you are in the center of all the other stuff and finding what you're passionate about and and then moving forward with that and and doing it consciously and with intention and meaning and and then in this world of of disconnection where there's this huge illusion right now if you think about it with technology that we're all so connected but we're all sitting in these boxes staring at screens having this illusion of connection and people will go through a whole week without really talking to somebody yeah finding out about them so when we sit down and do something like we're doing right now, that's sending those ripples out too, you guys. Yeah. And thank you it's for giving us that, that platform. Like, thank you for in this. I mean, this has been a wonderful conversation so far. So thank you yes, guys. For open. Yeah. I'm having a blast. Yeah. Well, you, you mm. want to talk about, you guys were saying how great it is that people are like, you know, go, taking that Kirtan class or, or getting involved in that garden. Like, so on our end, we've had these amazing people, um, write us these letters that are like damn near tear jerking and you yeah. know from around the country around the world and just saying that conversations like exactly what we're doing with you guys like are helping people get through their day or has changed something about how they think um so your guys is that whatever beautiful thing you guys are having your heart that are sharing with us we're going to share it with our people and just know that it's going to this is a great like I just feel really good about this conversation. Yeah. I feel really good Dick. about you guys. Thank you. Oh, yeah, Likewise. Yeah. I've listened so, to you guys in the past, too. I, I work from home a lot, so I've listened to a few episodes and I've enjoyed it. So when did you get on the bus? Yeah. What, How did you find – Does what, it? was it because Justin reached out to you guys that you started listening or did you hear some other way? No. Oh, I heard the OTL one. Oh, right on. And yeah, I think the one with Jeremy I listened to as well. So that's something I, I wanted to, to touch on with you guys too, man, was like, so I've, my first dead show was in 1989 in February in LA. The, at the year Forum. I was born. Right on. Oh, <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> and the, one of the things that attracted me to the dead before the music was the art. Like you said, yeah. there was, there was something to it. And, and when I would trip, it would come alive in a way that other art didn't. But as I got older and, and when Jerry passed and then, you know, everything that's happened since, like the the aesthetic of the scene art didn't change. Lot shirts didn't change. It's like you said, liquid blue. There's nothing wrong with it, man. I, I think I have a couple in my no, closet love right it. now. Yeah, but it didn't change. There was no update, upgrade. Nothing happened. And you guys, you guys like you and Jeremy and Art, single-handedly changing the aesthetic for yeah. the mass and it, did, is it just coming f from that place of like putting together the punk rock side of things with where you're at now is that was that the original intent i mean i could probably lead that one i was kind of like the flyer dude like in ohio for a long time like through my teens i started making shirts and posters for bands when I was like 12 and I think I just kind of learned this way of making that I can't really break anymore it's kind of like my hand you know so when I take a skeleton it looks like yeah. an Elijah skeleton and 
matter what I do to it. Like I can't help it. It's the way I sing, you know? And I think yeah. just my, my visual resources and like the history, um, while applying it to the Kellys and the mouses and the Ed Donahue's and all that, it, it has its own voice and it sings its own song now, but it's still pulling from like, you know, there's still the roses and the skeletons. And I think it's really cool. And I think we have to credit Mayer a lot for that and kind of embracing this change and embracing that it's, it is kind of a new band. Dead and company is not the grateful dead. The imagery nope. doesn't have to be the grateful dead. It can be its own thing. And I think they kind of said that out the gate with those Costas posters for the first two shows on Halloween. Yep. Like, yeah. I remember seeing that. I was like, Oh my God, like, this is like basically the Grateful Dead, but it doesn't really look like it. And that is really, really nice, man. It made me so it happy. Felt good, it's like, right? Yeah. And it's like, this is what the lot shirts looked like. I bought like right when we started, I bought this shirt and it was like, um, it said like, this must be heaven. And this like lady's family drew it. And it was so crude and scary. And Jerry was like the moon. And there's like a skeleton floating through space. <laughs> and I was like, this is like what it needs to look like. It needs to look a little bit wrong. And it needs to be a little bit scary because, you know, that's what's so cool about the dead is like, I was scared of it growing up, all the skeletons Me in my house, too. like, but we had bears too. And like turtles and there was a tear up and throw rug on the couch, you know, but it was like, why is this stuff's kind of scary? It's kind of intimidating. And then you go to the lot and it's kind of scary and intimidating, but then you find out it's like the most beautiful thing in the whole world. So I think yeah. that's kind of like where that, that aesthetic comes from is like yeah the grateful dead wasn't always sunshine and rainbows you know it was kind of dark no, music it was about death and like we still put like a cartoon flower with a smiley face on it because like that's there too you know <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I, it's I, everything yeah exactly so i think that's maybe it's really cool i mean i can't ever picture ourselves codified in the way that mouse and kelly or any of these people are but it's really special to kind of catch these little glimpses of wow like we are that active in it too and that's a really fucking amazing beautiful position to be in you know from an outside perspective though man like it's hard to see something when you're on the inside of it i know that from doing this show yeah. it's tough it's really yeah. tough but like i'll be honest it's fucking refreshing to see it happening and i don't think it's just like a flash in the pan kind of thing i what i said i mean that like I, i've been into this this is me like the grateful dead is part of my dna it's, it's who yeah. I am on a lot of levels, man. And it, seeing it change, it's changing. And it's because of you guys. Like, it's that simple. You That's are, pretty gnarly. It's a, it's a single-handed thing. And it's fucking rad. And I'm just saying, like, if I could speak for everybody else, which, fuck it, I'm here. I might as well. Like, <laughs> thanks, man. You know, fuck. It's about time. And it's it, we need it. And... To see you guys bringing elements of magic mm, and, yeah. and, 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 yoga. and yoga and witchcraft and yeah. paganism and all that shit. And cuteness. Yeah, and fucking cute shit, too. Like, all of it. Because that's all of us. That's When I got into the Grateful Dead, man, like, all that shit became alive for me. Magic became something that was real. You yeah. know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and for that to not reflect in the thing of the art well fuck we're missing something yeah it needs that spirit like i like love i collect like i don't do magic i don't practice magic but i sure do have like a lot of weird books about it that's like one of my favorite things is like this magic books and reading the, i have like a really sick kind of a little bit of a funny digression but i found like a teen witch book and it's all about like picking up <laughs> boys and like 
how to like cast away bullies on the internet. And like, so sometimes for like our shirts, I like kind of come from that. It's like magic doesn't have to be scary or dark or evil. Like magic can be a teenage girl, like finding a crush, you know, magic can be a sick Terrapin, like the one in Orlando when like we lost our fucking minds. Like magic is there and it's, it's important. And the Grateful Dead is not at the end of the day, it is not a brand new Volkswagen bus that like you put a sticker on it. <laughs> it's like not, it's like so it's much fucking deeper. broke down on the side of the road sometimes, man. Yeah. yeah. It's a fucking, it's a jalopy. I tell you a fucking we always funny talk story. About our business, like we're always trying to like, like every day, I swear to God, we like, we're always joking, but for real, like we're always trying to keep our jalopy from just like puttering into a tree. Like every day, it's <laughs> so fucking like, and like just like the you know, trying to navigate running a business, which like me and Elijah are like the worst candidates to like be running yeah, a business, yeah. and we are running a business, and it's just like uh, every day we're just like fuck. Like we actually oh need like a business advisor or someone and an emergency <laughs> break. Yeah. We need like, we just need to like learn how to run and operate a real business. It's like, that's fucking it's getting funny, out man. of hand. That's like that's like anyway. me and Apple. Like back in the day, I built this VW van. It's all beat up, and we're like, we're gonna go see Jerry at Shoreline. We get in the van. We're fucking driving from Las Vegas, and we get on the road. We're just far enough away where we're out in the middle of the fucking desert, and the thing breaks down, and we're standing no. on the side of the road, and we both get out and we danced around the van. We're casting the demons out of the van. I went and started it up, and we made it to the show. It fucking oh! worked. It fucking worked. <laughs> so that's what you're doing with your fucking business, man. Cast the demons out and keep on trucking fuck it <laughs> yeah yeah we had alex wasn't in the car with me but i was with my friend from ohio who flew out the tour with us and he's in his 40s and he's a mechanic and he forgot to put gas in the car and it died. <laughs> he fucking like the most basic part of a car like he's a mechanic he knows how to build the things and we run out of gas like in the middle of like outside of san francisco on like a six-lane freeway and i have to like frogger my way and walked like two miles while he sat in the car and ate chips. And then there was like a comedic thing where like this like beautiful, like this car full of beautiful girls pulls up and is like, you need a ride? And I'm like, no, I'm cool. And just keep walking. And I'm like, wait, why did I do that? And then we Total also- Total dumb and dumber moment. Like, yeah, it was a dumb and dumber moment. You said something a minute ago and I, I, I'll be- beat up by everybody that listens to this show if I don't ask about it so I'm doing it um you, you said mayor has been has been uh oh yeah instrumental in helping you guys out how did that fucking come about man um basically I think he just we we were we were making the lot shirts and then um the guy Mason from from the lot um Sent him or gave him some of the shirts, and then that's how he found out about us. And then he reached out to us on Instagram, and then we met him, and we were like a cool synergy. And like from there, like we kept in contact and, and um, have just like kind of maintained this like and check in on each other, you know. Yeah. And actually, he and this is another moment that I kind of like you know, didn't want to feel too self-important or like overthink it. But he also said like, he's going to do this for life. We're going to do this for life. So we might as well all get used to each other because it's not going to stop, you know? 
So we might Holy embrace shit. each other. Hell so, yeah. That is yeah. deep. And, what does that yeah. fucking feel like to hear that, man? Like, all right, dude, you're on the fucking bus and this shit's happening. Let's go. That's, I mean, that's basically how it is. And I don't think we've looked back, you know, it's like the jalopy has got the pedal to the metal now, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, Fuck it. that just is what it is, man. And it's really, really special and beautiful and we love it. It's great. It's exciting. And hopefully oh, we that's- can't do this until we we fucking croak i would love to till the wheels fall off till the wheels fall <laughs> off hell yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, you know we're talking about like having a platform and and what what you do with it so what's the plan guys what what's the, the grand scheme is there one or are you just gonna fucking keep rolling see what happens keep on trucking yeah dude ah, yeah. i think like right we're just gonna keep I mean, obviously, like, the dead is what brought us together, and that's the foundation. I mean, essentially, the foundation for online ceramics is this, like, mythology of the dead and enveloped in that. But I feel like we've kind of touched in on other things throughout this conversation that kind of show you that it's not all the dead. And I think, like, it's kind of expanding into other realms. And I think me and Elijah have a lot more to say, you know, and, like... Like beyond just t-shirts, like me and Elijah are artists at heart and we, we've happened to fall into this position where we're making t-shirts and they're selling and it's fucking dope. But like, we're, we're also really interested in when we have time to like make art together and something that's really, really exciting for us is like in the, at some point in the next couple months, we're going to build this sculpture for this like project in New York that like we're really excited to do. And we've got some like pretty cool plans coming up in the next um I mean, six months or the so the way i think about it is you don't enter a friendship and be like okay what's our five-year plan for our friendship <laughs> oh, yeah. you don't fucking do that man you just you're just friends yeah. and we're just friends Let's and that's gonna grow that the awesome i love that elijah that was really a cool way of describing it fuck it yeah, we we're don't, just friends i don't know we don't have a we don't have a business plan fuck that I love that's that. badass that's i like hearing that you know for what it's worth, you guys, man, after talking to you, like, it just, it, I, I could feel the two of you out there, and and it's so rad. Happy. And you deserve every dollar that you get for yeah, each one of yeah. those fucking expensive-ass shirts that you guys have. <laughs> so, so check it out, man. I, I don't know, for Seriously. what for what this is worth, this show, you know, it's growing. Like, it, the same thing that's happening to you guys is happening to us as far as like the way that it's going when we started doing this, this was just me telling my story, how I got turned on to the grateful dead. And then, you know, six months later I'm talking to O'Teal and going, what the, what the fuck is happening? But if you guys ever need a place to like say something or to come on and promote something or any of it, like you you can, you can, you can, yeah, you can look at this as home for you guys. Yeah, dude, you guys are based in Portland, right? Yeah, dude, we should come in when uh, oh yeah on tour because we're gonna be up there. We should just come yeah, hang out, yeah, and we could do another episode but physically on the porch. Okay, check it out. Here's the deal. Yeah, so you guys are yeah. gonna you gonna do the gorge and Eugene? Yeah. yeah. We're going to have the all best. Right. We're going to have the full fucking team. It's going to be psycho. Yeah, it's going to be so We'll have fun. every, we'll just we'll all, bring make, crew. we'll bring the whole crew. It'll be, it's going to be insane. Bring the fucking yes. crew. Co- oh, all yeah. right. Yeah. So you have, you Fuck have a yeah. place to stay. How's that? Awesome. Very sweet. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. And I, 
this I wanted to say something too, man. Just talking to you guys it reminds me a whole lot of mine and Aaron's friendship. You know, yep. he's forty six. I'm I'm going on forty nine in May. And to listen to you guys, uh it reminds me a lot of us. And one thing that me and Aaron do that there's a lot more deadheads, older heads doing it because when we found them in the late eighties, early nineties, we were your guys' age, younger. Yeah. And we got kind of got that outcast kind of thing from the older heads. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing now is the people our age, man, we we invite you guys with open arms. It is so Fuck cool yeah. to see all these twenty somethings and late teens getting into the dead and keeping this alive. And like you said, you recognize immediately this is not the Grateful Dead. This is Dead and Company. This is a different thing. John Mayer, there's so much being brought to this magic that's happening. And yeah. now like that, just to hear you guys are going to be coming on tour, coming up this way. We're going to get to meet you, man. It makes my heart like full. It's great. That's Thank you for badass. what you guys do. Aww, so cool. Thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah. We wouldn't exist if it weren't for you all, you know, like this wouldn't be a thing. And like, yeah. thank you. And like, it's just as important for people our age to respect everyone there you know like Whoa. when i see like Aww. people our age that aren't respecting the show like we try and kind of check them a little bit not to be assholes but like you're not there to talk we're there to experience it and like share it so yeah. we should all just share it together i actually had this really yes. sick moment where this woman brought her daughter because the daughter was um into john and the mom was like who is this and i was like it's like basically the grateful dead she's like what She's like, I was like, the 60s? She's like, yeah, I like Janis Joplin. And I was like, the original keyboard player dated her, kind of. And she's like, oh, okay. And she didn't really care. She didn't care. And by the end of it, she was like losing her mind dancing. And it was like one of the coolest, like, generational. That is so her daughter informed rad. her of the day. It was so cool. And the wheel turns, man. Fuck yeah. yeah. I love it. Now, I, I want to ask a question, too. I'm just dying to know this because, uh, to me, it's awesome. I look back at your guys' Instagram, and what was it, like in November? You guys are sitting on the couch with Bobby. I was just wondering how that, like, came about, what that experience was like. Um, We um, – it was after the Boston show on this – on the, the – the what was the November tour? Yeah, the fall tour. Um, the fall tour. We were at the Boston shows, and um, Mayor just hit us up and said to meet us at the Four Seasons uh, bar after the show. So, so we, we had some shirts together. Yeah, we met him, and it, he he didn't tell us that like the whole band was going to be there. <laughs> right. And, like, oh shit. Yeah. So like the whole band was like hanging out. So we got to meet everyone. It was fucking. It was really surreal and amazing and it was yeah it was it was a special moment and they like totally like welcomed us like yeah they'll talk to alex about scuba diving and bob just came and sat beside me and i was like hey man it was a good show he's like yeah i think we're finally starting to get good and it's like oh my god dude like it was like it was (laughs) so much more special than that it didn't feel like i mean definitely we were fanning out like deep down we were freaking (laughs) it never felt that way and we also like brought our friends with us because we didn't understand. So we have a crew of like six people, and it's like so goofy. But it was it was really special. It was really special. That's yeah, awesome. Was I mean, then that's a big that's a big you know like pat on the back. I mean, obviously John saw how cool you guys were and like figured, hey man, they need to meet everybody. Yeah. To that's he introduced awesome you to the invitation. family. Yeah, that's cool. yeah, it was really really amazing. So yeah, so here's the deal. Um, when tour gets closer, let's stay in touch until then. And 
you know, like I said, you got a place to stay and we'll go hit the shows together. And, and I think, I don't think we're going to have a spot in the lot it in Eugene where we're going to do a live show. Maybe we can do another bit there and, and yeah. fucking hang out and yeah, have a good time. Absolutely. Man. We'll be set up too. Yeah, let's set yeah. up next to each other. Let's find each other. Let's yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> Done deal. All yeah, right, you guys. Dude, we'll bribe the um the door dude at the lot <laughs> together. <laughs> or I'll talk to him and you just sneak in behind him. <laughs> yeah. They might yeah, I don't know. Dude, listen to us. That's my favorite part is like just just completely Barely not cool. even looking and just Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we do that a lot. Right yeah, on. we just don't even look. We're just like deep driving, like we just keep driving, keep driving. I didn't see you. I didn't hear you, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, just get out of the car dude, this one kid. Last oh, last God. little anecdote was like there was this little kid, like he was probably like 16 at Shoreline. And we're like, he's like, can't get until two. And we're like, all right, we come back. And he's like, can't get until four. We're like, how about we give you 20 bucks and we just come in right now? And he's like, no, 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 no. And he finally let us in. And then we saw him later. And the kid had like a fucking like baseball size wad of cash in his hand from letting people <laughs> oh, it was really funny Hell dude yeah. no I remember I was uh, a valet for years and that's exactly what we do oh no we're full 20 bucks oh we just found a spot available <laughs> yeah it was really funny he was, was like yeah well, you, we can't let you in I was driving I was like I was like uh what if we just no I remember exactly no this is what happened he was like well, you can't let you in right now and I was like well is it cool if we just come in right now then? <laughs> he was like, uh, okay. It's a I don't Jedi mind not. trick. Yeah, total Jedi know, mind like, trick. It was Inception. It was Inception. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Was I good. have an idea. I'll let you guys in now. Yeah. Oh yeah, God. yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> it was his It was, yeah. I like literally just was like, how about, yeah, we just come in right now. We yeah, just, right on. We just let it in. Yeah, it was, it was dope. That's great. Uh, I can't wait to hang out with you guys in person, man. We're gonna have a good time. Sounds yeah. great. We're gonna have, so we're gonna have a fucking good time. This is great talking to you guys. Yeah. Right? We I, we could sit here and talk like the rest All of the day, day man. Seriously. There's so many subjects. Like when you just brought up Shoreline, just talking about going to a short a show at Shoreline. It, yeah, so dude, things, man. Yeah. Just, was it the Shoreline last when we or... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. We can ramble about the. Yeah, good more oh, yeah. rambling to come hey Fuck you yeah. guys are in la right yeah yes um aaron oh. and i are gonna be in la in a couple weeks maybe we can hit each other up then i know we're gonna dude, have like, come a little to the um studio oh my gosh yeah so well our you know our daughter she's um she's in the design industry and she's a model and an actress and stuff and so i know we're gonna have this um cool party um when we're there so i would love to have you guys there um and it's at the end of the month so um we'll be in touch but i just wanted to throw that out there because i really really would love to meet you guys yeah and have you meet have you meet our daughter and her whole weird crew of folks that that. are out there too for sure sweet right on you guys sweet Enjoy the rest of your day, man, and I will send you whatever information you need to be able to find us when we get closer to tour. And just so that everybody out there knows, why don't you tell them the information stuff to where to find you? Um, well, we are only going to be visiting the East Coast shows. We're going to fly in and just check out a couple, but we will be doing the full West Coast leg, full setup on the lot. So right we'll be on. at every West right Coast on. show. And they can find you at Online Ceramics on Instagram and OnlineCeramics.com, right? Yep. Dash. Online-Ceramics.com. 
Sweet. All right, you guys. I know this is a little forward, but I love you guys. <laughs> love you too. We really do. We love you Send guys. in some love from Portland for sure, guys. Oh, ha- yeah. Have a fucking I- badass day, you two. We'll Dude, talk soon, I used okay? to live off of Alberta and Prescott. Oh, oh shit, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I lived there for well, like six months. This place is rad. magical, man. It's awesome up here. Yeah, I love Portland. Alright, cool. We'll end it there. Okay. All right. All right. Have a good day, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Music Month on the Road to Now podcast, and to kick things off, we visit Dean McLeod at the Woody Guthrie Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Woody's music and his artwork and the things that he wrote, those were just his avenues of being a social justice advocate. We definitely, as part of our mission, want to make sure people understand who he was as a person and what his ultimate goal was, uh, to speak up for the disenfranchised, to help people who needed it, and to reach out to everyone to join together and work together for a better tomorrow. This episode kills fascism, the life and legacy of Woody Guthrie with Dean McLeod, premiering May 7th on The Road to Now. There was a big high wall there that tried to stop me. Sign was Hey, this is Brendan from Umphreys McGee. This podcast is part of the Osiris podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and of course, lots of music. Osiris works in partnership with Relics Magazine. Osiris. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel 
They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.